Welcome back to a brand new episode and a brand new series here on the Ball Pit Podcast. Today, I am bringing you around the pit news. We're going to be covering news articles from every major league sport in the United States. That includes the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, and the NHL. We'll be covering the top stories from each one of those sports. I hope you guys stick with me and let's dive in. All right, starting off with the NFL. Now, I think everybody was kind of expecting this. The Chargers are firing offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, and Staley is reportedly on the hot seat for the Chargers head coaching position. Of course, Joe Lombardi lost the 27-0 lead in the wild card this year versus the Jaguars, ultimately losing that game 31-30 off a last-second field goal. Justin Herbert also broke Andrew Luck's passing yards record for the most in a player's first three years. He only has one playoff berth, of course, that being this year, and he obviously lost that game, so he now has three years under his belt, couple records as well, obviously with this passing record most recently, and zero playoff wins so far. A little bit disappointing for a absolute stud superstar in Justin Herbert. Hopefully they get a brand new offensive scheme going on, and they prove that they are the elite team that I hope they would be going into this year. A 49ers executive has been hired as a new Titans general manager. It was said to me that Rand Carthen has taken the head position as the Titans general manager. And honestly, I think this is a great decision for the Titans. He's been a phenomenal executive for the 49ers for a couple of years. I think he's going to be very successful in Tennessee. The Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson will be returning next year. I'm so excited about this decision. Top four offense in 2022. The first winning record since 2017. It's been a total of five years since Detroit Lions fans saw their team above 500. And Ben Johnson and good old Dan Campbell brought them that this year. Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns this year, breaking Barry Sanders' record of 16 touchdowns for the Lions franchise. My hat goes off to Jamal Williams. He had an incredible season, especially with splitting some reps with DeAndre Swift. Aaron Rodgers is currently indecisive about his future with the Packers or his future in the NFL indefinitely. It's a little bit of a surprise, but not too much of a surprise. Oh, they fall below 500 on the year. And Aaron Rodgers had a bad game his last game as well. So he's definitely frustrated at the moment. Now, if he'll come back to the Packers, I don't think he will. I don't think he's going to return to the Packers. I think he's going to pull a Tom Brady if he comes back to the NFL at all. He'll go to a team like a Tampa Bay team, not necessarily the Buccaneers themselves, but something like Tampa Bay. Maybe even we see him go to Las Vegas and take over the Raiders quarterback position. I think that could be a very sneaky trade idea or offseason signing for the Raiders. But we'll see what's going on. But as of now, he is indecisive about playing in the NFL at all, especially playing for the Green Bay Packers. Now, another offensive coordinator shakeup. The Browns are hiring Jim Schwartz as their next offensive coordinator. He had a pretty good stint with the Lions. He was their head coach from 2009 to 2013. He had that playoff berth in 2011. 
but unfortunately they didn't win that, and they still haven't won a game since the 1990s. Now, he was a defensive coordinator with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl in 2018, and he was most currently a defensive assistant with the Tennessee Titans. He's definitely a defensive-minded coach, but he's also really good on offense too, and I think this is going to be a great hire for the Browns. I think this is going to be a really good Browns team coming in the 2023 season. The Buccaneers are firing their offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. Not much news about this other than he's just out of the position. I don't know who they would be considering for an offensive coordinator role right now. I know Ben Johnson's name was in a lot of people's heads when they were firing offensive coordinators, but he is now returning to the Lions, especially with how successful he's been this year. Now, speaking of a little bit of a shakeup with some head coaches and offensive coordinators, the Saints are looking for a John Gruden type of trade. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and around $8 million in cash will be the asking price for head coach Sean Payton. Now, if anybody would take that deal, I'm a little skeptical, especially because of how he was performing at the end of his head coaching career. But I don't know. Some teams are pretty desperate for a head coach right now. I could definitely see some sort of trade happening in the near future. So keep your eyes on the Sean Payton situation. But that is it for the NFL. Now let's head over to the MLB. The MLB, starting off with Aroldis Chapman, is in agreement with the Royals on a new contract. I don't necessarily have every single detail for how long the contract is or for how much money it's for, but he is going to the Royals this year. He was one of the best relief pitchers in the MLB. Now, he struggled a little bit with injuries this past couple years, but still a really solid relief pitcher. He can pitch really fast, and he has some really, really nasty pitches in his arsenal. I hope he can find a good home in Kansas City. I think he will. I think he'll start to shine as one of the stars in a very young Kansas City Royals team. He's definitely going to find his place there. I really hope he's successful. Adam Duvall is heading to Beantown. He's going to the Red Sox on a one-year, $7 million deal. The Red Sox definitely needed some help in the outfield position, so this signing of Adam Duvall is perfect for them. Again, love the signing. I think he's going to be very successful in Boston. I hope he does well. The Mariners, they have also been very busy in free agency. They claim J.B. Bukowskis from the Arizona waivers and sign Tommy LaStella to a one-year deal. Now, Tommy LaStella only played around 60 games last year for the Giants, so he doesn't even have half a year under his belt last year. So it's going to be a little interesting to see how he performs in spring training and the season, but a great pickup, a solid pickup for that interior defense. I think he can help out a lot and be a kind of switch utilization player for them as well. Now, Bukowskis, he was a former first-round pick, but he struggled throwing strikes over spring training and just training in general. Never really got a fair chance, never really got a lot of playing time. He also had a couple injuries that really sidelined him for the majority of his early career. So hopefully he will be successful in Seattle. And of course, the Mariners have built up a little bit of a reputation of being able to, of course, the Mariners have become notorious in being able to build up a really good bullpen and a young stud like Bukowskis is exactly who they are looking for. I think he's going to be successful in Seattle. 
Now, this is new news. It broke about two hours before the recording of this podcast. The Twins are trading utilization and batting leader Luis Arreyes to the Marlins in return for right-hand pitcher Pablo Lopez and two unnamed prospects. Now, Luis Arreyes was one of the best batters last year, boasting a 316 batting average and leading the AL in batting average completely. He is a phenomenal player. He's a young player. He's only 25 years old. He's going to be one of the top dogs in the MLB for a long time. Hopefully, he finds a good home in Miami, and they are able to utilize him as the Twins did last year. Now, let's move on to NBA news. In the NBA, we've got, first off, the Celtics and the Nuggets. They are absolutely hot, and they're proving to be the clear-cut number one seeds in the East and West Division. Both are on an eight-game winning streak, which is pretty hard to come by, as most games are pretty volatile and can go either way for either team. Upsets are very common in the NBA. But these teams are very good. They're both led by really, really good players, Nikola Jokic and Jason Tatum. I expect both of these guys to be in the front runner for MVP, and hopefully they have a great end to their season. Thumb injuries are sidelining the Mavericks' Chris Wood and the Knicks' Mitchell Robinson. Now, Mitchell Robinson is one of the tallest players in the NBA, standing at 7 feet even. Definitely going to hurt to have him out for a couple of weeks. He's a very good interior defender. He's very good in the paint. Knicks are definitely going to miss him. Now, injuries have been a struggle for the NBA this year in general. Names like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Zion Williamson, and Devin Booker have all had extended injuries that see them out for at least a couple days. So, very frustrating for a lot of fans and obviously a lot of the teams. So, hopefully, these injuries aren't super serious for any of these guys and they can come back as soon as possible. Now, speaking of Steph and Clay, the Splash Bros are back to full form. Steph and Clay are number one and number two, respectively, in average three pointers made per game. Steph Curry sitting at an average of 4.9 three pointers made per game and Clay at 4.1. I loved seeing these guys play in 2016 and 2017. They were electric. They brought so much energy to the court, to the sideline, to just the teams and the fans in general. They were so much fun. They made the sport of basketball entertaining. And this is honestly when I really started to fall in love and religiously watch the game of basketball is seeing the Splash Bros absolutely tear up the court. Can't wait to see these guys back. Now, they are both injured, but they are expected to be back January 22nd, which is just two days away. So great to see the two of those guys back. Hopefully they are doing well. So that is it for our NBA section of news. Now let's head over to the NHL. NHL, the Bruins are on an absolute tear this year. Easily have the best record in the NHL. And they are discussing a load management for Captain Patrice Bergeron. They are 8-1-1 one one in their last 10 games. But Bergeron has had a significant load on his shoulders. And they are discussing possibly sitting him for some games, even if he is healthy. Which is 
honestly very shocking. I, I can't remember the last time I've ever seen something like this happen in the NHL. But when you have a star player like Bergeron, you need to be able to rest him a little bit because you can't rely on just one player for your team to be successful. But obviously, they're so successful this year that it's not just one player, as we all know. Now, speaking of very important players, the Oilers, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are number one and number two, respectively, in total points in the NHL. And Connor McDavid is also first in goals. Yet they are fifth in the Pacific Division and only hold a wildcard spot, which honestly is just completely baffling to me. You have Connor McDavid, who has made some of the most spectacular goals this year, especially last night versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. He went off that game. But what I don't understand is how you can have two superstar players like this in McDavid and Drisaitl and still can't put together games completely. Now, I know goaltending has a big part to do with that, but they also have very solid goaltenders as well. So the record is a little bit disappointing considering the total star power that they have on their team. Again, just a little bit disappointing, but this Oilers team, no one to be trifled with. I think they're really going to turn up the heat in the playoffs. Obviously, they will make it. They are one of the most talented teams in the NHL, in my opinion. Can't wait to see how they do closing out the season. Now, the Arizona Coyotes released some absolutely gorgeous desert night uniforms. They are phenomenal. Now, if you're a uniform guru like I am, you will definitely love these uniforms. They are a beautiful crimson red. Of course, going back to the Arizona Coyote red. And they just play perfectly into the Arizona desert theme. The details are absolutely phenomenal. If you love uniforms, I definitely suggest that you go check those out. They honestly could be my favorite in the NHL. Now, I also have to give my credit to the home jerseys of the Seattle Kraken. That deep blue is just gorgeous, especially with the ice blue and the white highlights and that little red trim with the red eye. They are just beautiful uniforms. I can make a whole episode on uniforms in any of the major league sports. So honestly, if you guys are interested in hearing me break down some of my favorite uniforms, please let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. But that is going to be the end of the ball pit today. Hope you guys enjoyed this new segment around the pit news. I will see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode of the ball pit. And I will see you guys in two weeks for a new episode of around the pit news. See you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.